Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Desire without reason. My intentions are impulsive and anarchic. Today... I'd like to talk further of the theme I've been exploring, decadence. The cycle of decadence we've gone through with the last artisanal and it's the influence it had on Ready to Wear, where we were projecting an excess. And now I'm feeling that we are in decay. And that reflection of the breakdown of social structure. I feel we're going through a survival mood and perhaps needing to revert back to instincts, to trusting our instincts. I was fortunate enough to do equine therapy when I was in Arizona and there I had the opportunity to work with amazing people who guided me back into defining the difference between listening to my head and my heart and relying on instinct, which I didn't know how to do. Because we're so overwhelmed with so many things, so I feel there's a kind of need for that today. And that's kind of driven some of these explorations I had the chance to meet this wonderful horse called Blue, an alpha-dominant horse, and we learned a lot together. And working with him for about three months, I was able to reconnect. That's like an ode to Blue, really, and equine therapy. So you will see images of horses. The strength of a horse, the trust, the knowledge, the wisdom. You can't lie to a horse. It's so sensitive, it feels any anxiety or fear. And only when you conquer that will the horse let you dominate him. When you dominate the horse, he's the friend for your life. So reconnecting with oneself and the feeling of reconnection. 
Along with that has come these feelings of fetishizing, obsessing, having this excessive and irrational commitment to something. You know, I said earlier, desire without reason. That has been a real driving force too. Well, I'll talk a bit about using the language of consumerism to play on our fetishistic impulse. My intentions are impulsive and anarchic, and that has been translated through the cuts and the prints. So, on some of these prints, you will see an illustrative rendition of faux reptile skin, but it's faux. I mean, no one's interested in wearing the real, but the idea of proposing it in packaging, like a phone, neatly in a square, and it's faux embossed and shiny. And that I've explored through a new technique where I have used light and projection. So the idea that my muse would eternally walk through a projection which has informed how I've printed the different layers, how it kind of pixelates and becomes undefined and, and once again degenerates. I rather like the idea as well of playing with the cliches of couture. You'll see moments of that, you know, the raccoon. The raccoon means where everything matches the embroidery, the, the way you lay the fabric, if it's a pinstripe or prance to go, whatever, everything's matching, matching, matching. But I've done it with projections. So when you see the dress, it's printed with the idea of a projection. So you'll see the projection, like a cocktail drawing almost. It will go and enhance the cut and then you'll see it bleed through onto the bodice and the corset, then onto the skin and through the face. And then by overlaying our prints, we build up this idea that my muse is walking through a projection. But he and she are not walking through a projection. It's the way we've done the records and engineered the prints. We made quite a statement with tailoring last artisan on that very strong shoulder with the roll and this time I wanted to try and 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 establish dresses through artisanal so with a couture gesture the gesture of couture the line of an Eric or a Rene Grau just the gesture of it but still doing it in our way, so a further exploration of the trousers. A lot of the dresses you will see started their life as a pair of trousers, and then they have become nomadic on the body and transformative. Well, this dress here is really quite lovely. I was having such fun with this one, and it has that line of Eric. 
it has that line of Cocteau as well. You know, what you would look through half-squinted eyes and you'd think a Watto. The line, the gesture of Couture. But actually, it started his life as a weekend trousers with good British tweed and that slightly off golden colour a gentleman often finds in his linings. Well, first of all, I supersized the trousers. Then I opened the trousers along the fourchette, the crutch line, to discover the lining, which I also opened. In this case, you'll see where I've opened the front of the trousers, so I've been able to drape with the butterfly opening and the pockets and the pleats at the top. That becomes my abstraction of a bustier. Then I pulled the lining through the back and over to create what I would suppose Mr. Penn will call a water. That's a water. It's taken me a bit of time to find the way to do these kind of dresses, but with an authenticity that belongs to Maison Margiela. So through this exploration of decadence, it decadently happened. I didn't plan it. Uh, you know, it's been an exploration of decadent cutting, and then, voila. And this lovely kind of trouser I'm toying with, which is almost, well, inspired by a zoot suit, the volume of a zoot suit trouser. And I tear the trouser down one leg. And it just reminds me of a couture gesture of that very famous new look. The lady that was wearing the new look, and I think it was in the Champs-Élysées, and she was attacked for wearing the new look, and they were ripping her dress. Well, then I saw this other picture of these amazing Mexican tailors and outdoing themselves through the tailoring where the trousers became bigger, larger and larger. When I saw that picture, I'd never seen that picture before, I just thought, it reminded me of the cliché of couture. There's some lovely tailoring, but it's not always what you think. And we decortique in a new way, I mean, by cutting holes that are almost reminiscent of torchlight, if you shone a torch on someone and how the fabric and whatever you're wearing is illuminated. But here, through the torchlight cutting, we reveal the canvas, the underlayers, the silk, the lining, and then the coat over has more cuts. So that produces another layer and another layer to build up something quite luminous. Some of these jackets that are kind of almost like a teddy boy silhouette where I have just been quite anarchic with the facings and I haven't caught them down. I've laid them across the skin. And they're almost like double layers, like my dresses are. They're double layers. They're layered over with organza, window cuts, and then you cut through either the organza to reveal the color of the fabric underneath or a print, or I cut straight through the organza and the base fabric to reveal the skin. 
if this coat is then worn over something else, you reveal another colour. I mean, look at these two lovely coats. It's kind of like grand gesture of a couture shape where the collar and revere appears from the hem to just grow out, grow out, grow out. Yes, it's got that leatherette back, that kind of anarchic inspiration of Paul Simonon in a dustman's jacket, you know? So couture, the shape, no? And then again, as I said earlier, revealing through the holes. It's almost like the holes. I see it as an abstraction of lace. And there's a glorious new bag, my new bag that we've produced. This little pochette, this little pochette called Snatched. And I'm really happy to introduce her, for him and her and for everyone, really. Yes, Snatched. There was something about the emotion of the way you grab the bag. It's like a fold-over pochette with angles, cut angles, raw, and it has a little kind of a handle that you can put your hand through and your thumb and you snatch it. And it pulls you together as a look. We've sometimes decorated the handle part in studs. And that's as far as I go. Restraint. 